Hello, my name is Taylor Clement and I'm head of school at Kirk Day School. And I'm Maria Massey, the assistant head of school at Kirk Day School. And every week we're coming to you with a new podcast about nurturing, educating, and equip as an outflow of our mission. And today I would say we're really hitting a lot of the nurturing uh, component. I feel like that that's a little bit more of what this podcast tends to be about. We, we try to do the other, other components as well. But uh, today we're talking about October Blues. This is a topic that we discuss annually. Uh, we are recording this podcast on October 1st, and as I drove to work today, it was 47 degrees this morning. A little chilly. Yep, a little different than the 75 degrees we had at Carpool yesterday afternoon. So it happens. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing. This is what we're going to talk about today. And this year, it, the stakes are raised because we're taking our annual October blues, infusing them with a full moon today, which, by the way, parents, that completely affects teachers and kids and everything else. And then we're throwing the pandemic on top of it. So, Our Maria. feels very full. Yeah. Feels All right. very so, full. So we have a little bit to, to discuss today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when I think about the fall, it's such a bummer because there's so many other great things about the fall. I love the changing leaves and the cooler temperatures and that kind of thing. But it is also what we see as a season of change. Um, more than just in our pumpkin spice lattes, you know, but it's a season of change because that newness is worn off. How often do you order a pumpkin spice latte? You know, I'm actually not a big pumpkin spice fan, though I will say the Star- Starbucks has come out with a pumpkin foam on their cold brew. That sounds disgusting. That is amazing. Oh, gross. I'll, I'll go for a pumpkin muffin over a pumpkin drink. I go for anything that doesn't have pumpkin in it. <laughs> that's that's more. Where it's I definitely like. a geared towards a female basic kind of of person, and I fit that description pretty pretty solidly. <laughs> okay, so back to Anyways, the topic. Anyways, back yes. to the topic. Um, so yeah, we see that that newness of school and kind of those New Year school resolutions are worn off, and I kind of you know we have the dog days of summer. We're kind of hitting the dog days of the school year now. So what I'm hearing you say, at least in my male-centric mind, is this is like the person who makes the New Year's resolution to diet and then Super Bowl Sunday hits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So pizza and wings, it is. Yep. Yep. So pizza and wings, it is. You know, exactly. it's it's interesting, though, because um, I would say from an administrative point of view, this summer was really difficult trying mm-hmm. to figure out all the stuff that we needed to do to reopen school. That was heavy, that weighed heavy, but that was a different weight, uh, similar to where true crises are a different weight mm-hmm. on your on your heart and on your mind. Um, but every year in October, we do have a different weight that is shifted to us. Mm-hmm. And I would say administratively, it's probably the hardest month of the year, and we've seen that. I've seen that as a head of school, and this is my sixth year at KDS, and I would say October tends to be the hardest month because we're in the longest stretch of the school year without breaks although we've added some breaks this year. But it's the longest stretch of the school year without breaks uh, between Labor Day and Thanksgiving. Fall breaks built in, Mm -hmm. but nevertheless. So the kids are still building up their their school year stamina. Um, They're going, the the outside uh, is not as welcoming as it once was because it's a bit cooler. Um, So it's nice in the afternoons, but in the mornings it's it's a little colder. The days are getting shorter. And this year, you know, our kids are definitely socially distanced. 
um, they're not able to to be as normal. I think the newness has worn off. You know, I always say that the the stickers on the on the pencil boxes uh, are gone. The there's some teeth marks on the the pencils that were once new and shiny. Um, maybe maybe there's you know you see the law of thermodynamics essentially mm -hmm. taking place where it's just wearing down because of normal use. And the other side, academically speaking, we're out of review. Mm -hmm. We're into the newness and there's new concepts being introduced. And you know what? Our kids may be do really well with review, but they're not doing great with new concepts. So I'm throwing all this at it and it's it's really a strong emotional wave. It is a season of emotional change for our kids. Mm -hmm. And we haven't even talked about friends. Yeah, or the pandemic. Yeah, right. On top of that. Right. So this is a real thing. And it's also real for teachers. It is. Yeah. The, it, because teachers have the kind of new school year resolutions as well. Of course. Um, and then obviously um, assessing students when they come in is different than then teaching them to where they need to be. So there's a sense of exhaustion that can come with that, um, with frustration maybe that can come with that and trying to understand how to get our students to where we want them and desire them to be. Um, I think, you know, anytime we have our expectations up of this is what this school year is going to be, I think October's the month where we start to reassess those expectations. And we'll kind of talk more about that um, when we talk about some tips. But that's a very real thing and there's nothing more disappointing than you know a missed expectation or an expectation that didn't get fulfilled um right. so some of the symptoms that i would say you know we see being tired yeah lack of motivation uh apathy would maybe be another way to say that uh agitation you know a shorter fuse for dealing with difficult things you're talking about me on like saturday mornings <laughs> yeah right because this is what it sounds like me before i get my coffee yeah yeah tired agitated apathy yeah 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 because there's all this other you know stress that's kind of being compiled on, right. on our kiddos and then um that shortens their fuse and one thing i know this is going to seem crazy but science always plays a role in this right not just the chemical makeup that, that's going on in your brain the way that god designed us but you know if you do research you'll find that uh, the perfect sleeping temperature mm -hmm. is 65 to 68 degrees right in there. Amen. Okay? I love it when it's cold. Yeah. And my kids, by the way, sleep later the colder our house is. So Katie and I will put them <laughs> to bed, put an extra blanket on our bed, and then see how long they sleep. It's really a great thing. But, um, and I'm serious I'm gonna about that. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, try it. Um, but when you think about uh, that and you think, okay, you know, during the day it's getting up to the 70s, but at night it's getting into the 40s. It's tough to know when to turn the heat on and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, and to do all that. And so it's funny because you do wake up and your house is a little colder and it is harder to get out of mm -hmm. bed and you're a little bit more tired because guess what? Your body has slept harder and deeper than it has. Mm -hmm. And it's dark now. I mean, right. depending on what time you wake up. I mean, in the summer when I would get up, you know, it would be... It would be a lot lighter. That's right. Uh, and now I, I run in the morning, and it's still it's dark from the time that I start to the time that I finish. And then it's it's getting darker a lot earlier, which in my mind is one of the saddest days of the year when we, you know, fall back. Fall back. Yeah. Uh, and it's you know there is actually a legitimate um, disorder called seasonal affective disorder. And it, it happens uh, to people who really struggle with the difference in light. 
Um, right. And there's actual light box therapies that you can do where you sit in front of a light that mimics the sun to help get that kind of natural UV light. Uh, and so, yeah, those things are all, I, I guess we say all that to say it's a real thing if it feels like your kids have totally tanked or are starting to tank in, you know, the past couple weeks. And, you know, even as we talk about this, I think about our previous conversations around this topic. And honestly, probably the two areas that we're going to bring up every year that are that are a religious or a within our school calendar are going to be the birds and the bees talk mm-hmm. and bring Molly in to have that mm-hmm. that, that discussion and, and the October blues yeah. because honestly they affect they affect families they affect lives so much more than what we realize and this is one of those things where we realize that if you're outside of this that it will hit you quick and fast mm-hmm. and you don't realize it because you, you know parents are like yeah my kid's doing great this is mid-September they're like oh loving school loving the teacher things are going great and then you switch over and you say okay routine is catching up and tiredness is catching up all these things begin to happen school's not as great yep. as it was so let's let's go let's go there for a second let's talk about friendships yeah because when you look at friendships you know, there's a lot of vacillation at the beginning of the year with friends because kids, even in a new class makeup, are trying to figure out who do they fit with and where are they going to find comfort and security. And so for the first few days of school, you know, there might be a friend here, a friend there, but over time, Mm -hmm. those change, and very naturally so. But when we get to October, that's that's a different deal because Maybe somebody did something. Maybe somebody's not playing the same sport that you're playing. Maybe somebody else has been out of town. Somebody's been sick, and things change. That doesn't mean they change forever, but they change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of have that kumbaya at the beginning of the year. You know, everybody's together and friends, and especially after the break that we had, some of these kids hadn't seen each other since March, you know? Right. And so there was definitely a sense of, man, everybody's kind of getting along. And, and I would say from our standpoint, the start to the year – was awesome oh yeah i mean yes even with covid like there were it was it was calm and we're starting to kind of see those those friend things creep up because the longer that you're with someone the more comfortable you feel and sometimes that results in fights also lower agitation lower capacity for agitation so you're going to see things that maybe didn't bother them in september bother them in october um, or maybe it's been bothering them since September, and finally it's just gotten to the point where it's too much. Uh, and so friendships are definitely, social things are definitely a huge piece of this, especially mm-hmm. for those new kids. Maybe this is their first year at Kirk Day School, and the honeymoon transition or just this, okay, I expect it to be different and not feel comfortable the first couple weeks of school. Okay, well, now I'm... It's not the first couple of weeks of school. Like, this is where I am, and it still doesn't feel comfortable yet because that takes a long time. So if, if you're new to our school and to our community and you're really seeing that transition hit now, very normal. Transitions do not necessarily happen, um, or at least the hard part of transitions do not happen right when that transition is made. Sometimes there's kind of a delayed processing of that. So let's say you're a parent and a child comes home and they're, they're, they're coming home in tears. This happens a lot. Typically it's carpool. 
they get in there. It's they finally hit a safe space. They've been holding it together all day mm-hmm. or for the past hour, whatever that may be. They get in the car. They break down crying. Um, as a parent, where, where, where do you go? What do you do? Support, normalize, validate, listen to them, and then take a breath. Email the teacher, text everybody, get the full story? I mean, definitely get the full story. Try and understand from your student and from the teacher what's happening, what happened, what's going on. We want that. Our teachers want to be able to discuss that with you. Uh, and take into consideration your own response, how you're feeling as you're hearing this, and consider that before sending that email or calling that teacher or texting all the friends uh, because it may not be exactly what happened. It may be. But either way, uh, the emotional wave that your kid may be riding at that moment, you may have hit kind of the crest of that. And it's important that we let that be felt and experienced, but take a breath before we decide what we need to do with that. Well, and academically speaking, and I want to be clear, things are pretty easy and we're still learning routines in August and part of September. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like running on a treadmill for for a bit. Mm -hmm. The speed's fine. You're doing great. You have energy, but slowly your energy begins to wear down, and all of a sudden you realize that might be a little bit faster than I I was ready for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you slip in one area, you slip in another area. So all of a sudden, math is getting really hard, and so you're giving all your time and energy and effort to math. And when it's time to do your history homework, you just want to skip over it. Yeah. Being a former history teacher, you never skip over your history homework. But true to form. I w- what I would say, though, is these things begin to swell up. And I would say part of that is to, number one, be present with your family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. N- and, tr- and, and really look for these things. Look, look for where your kid's struggling and notify the teacher when that happens. Definitely. Our teachers are willing to work through this. They're willing to work on this. But we absolutely need to think through this in a very advantageous way for the long term because Mm -hmm. this is a season. Mm -hmm. Seasons happen, we know that, Um, but this is only a season and this is something that we'd say, do not not take a short-term view on this, take a long-term view. And at the same time, this may sound contradictory at first, but if you're seeing something come up with your kid, like, we want to know about that. Yeah. Let us know because it is a lot harder to go back when it's been a month or two and you're seeing a pattern or a phase that has become a pattern. So if there's something that is coming up, like don't be afraid to let us know uh, because we want that. You know, we want, we want to be able to help um, and, and facilitate any kind of growth that, that can happen. Well, and what we're, I'm going to mention this in, in a few minutes, but there's an article uh, by Dr. Aisha Ahmad in talking about the six-month crisis of a, mm-hmm. of a pandemic or a disaster. And she talks about a wall, and she says, your job is not to put your head down and run through the wall. Your job is to wait for that wall to fall over because it will fall. And what I would say to parents as, we, as we're talking about this, this wall will fall over. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about, we've talked about uh, relationships. We've talked about students and, and just interpersonal um, relationships, but then the academic side as well. Now let's get into the pandemic side. Yeah. 
this is weighing much heavier than what we've seen. And, and I'm okay to say this, I've said this um, before, but you know, little things are starting to add up. The weight is starting to add up with our kids. And so from a desk shield to hand sanitizing to additional cleanings to wearing masks, all these things are adding up and they're weighing on our kids. And we have been blessed at KDS. Um, I think our, our protocols and our restrictions have been fantastic. Our kids have done great. Our parents have done great. But we're going to start seeing this really take, take shape as well from a physical standpoint and an identifying standpoint. But then when we look at just the weight of what a pandemic has done to us, we're, we're going to feel that as families. And so let, let's jump into this for a minute, um, especially as we look at all the things that are coming our kids way yeah you know if we're over it which i'm like you know i'm tired of it um imagine our kids so when we talk about crisis or tragedy uh or some type of trauma i think the first thing to recognize is that that crisis whatever it is affects your entire body you know god made us as whole beings not heads on a stick or hearts on a stick and so it impacts our physical body it impacts our emotional our emotional heart and soul it affects our brains and the way that we think and i think oftentimes when we get hit in a crisis you know one of those places may go into overdrive to help us survive and part of coming out of a crisis is and in recovering from trauma is a reintegration of those things Right, a reintegrating of um, our hearts, our heads, and our bodies. Right. The challenging thing with this pandemic is that it has continued. It is not over. And I think, I know for myself, I definitely had the mentality of, okay, we'll just go March to, you know, May. Time May comes around, like, I'll be sitting at Cardinals Baseball Stadium come September. Like, it's, this is going to be a short-term thing. So let's just power through for these months. Right. This has not been a short-term thing. And we cannot just power through. We are now at the stage where we're like, okay, how do we live with this as opposed to just getting through this? And Dr. Ahmad has um, a really great just uh, vantage point on this. And she goes into disaster areas and in, in different zones and she stays for long periods of time and she says, you know, I always hit a six month wall and six months into an assignment in a disaster zone. She said, the desire to get away or make it stop is intense. I've done this many times and it's six months, it's like clockwork. She says, right now, it feels like we're looking ahead at a long, dark, wintry tunnel. For St. Louisans, that's quite literal for, yes. for us. Um, but she she really is saying, somewhat be still and wait this out for us we would say scripturally be still know that god is god Mm -hmm. know that he is in control know that he raises up kings and deposes them uh, for our election uh know that he is is can stop this pandemic at a moment's notice Mm -hmm. we don't know why he does not that's part of who he is but those are all powerful things and i think for especially western culture a big part of our frustration is control. Oh, yeah. And we're desiring control, and there's so many things that we cannot have control over. Yes. And that is a very 
very tough time. And so, you know, one of the things that Dr. Ahmad goes on to say, she said, this typically will break in four to six weeks if you write it out. And she says, you know, keep going. You will hit a new stride. Things will clear up. And she said, find ways to pursue happiness and creativity. And so I, I would agree with that. I would agree with a lot of what she's saying. But it doesn't take away that this is still hard. And it's still hard on our kids. Not to mention that we're already in a hard part of the month. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what I would say if I'm a parent, where would you encourage parents to, and I am a parent, but where would you encourage parents to, to look and say, hey, this is, this is a way to pursue that happiness, to pursue that creativity, and a way to get through this wall? Yeah. I mean, and, and as a parent, you know, as well, it's, it's really difficult to have all that we are dealing with, too, as adults in this pandemic, on top of parenting our children and getting them through the school day. And so it's kind of, it's a tough, it's a tough balance for us as well. And I just want to acknowledge, like, the parent's job in this season is not easy. It is extremely difficult because we're also going to be anticipating, okay, how do we manage expectations with a pandemic and the holidays? You know, all of that stuff that, that is also probably starting to creep on the minds of parents. And so I would say first and foremost, like acknowledge those feelings, acknowledge where you are, help your kids acknowledge and learn them so that they can connect, start to connect some of their emotions with their actions. Uh, and that's just a, a helpful thing in, in becoming self-aware. And so, yeah, definitely acknowledge what's going on. At the same time, I would encourage some solution-focused ideas uh, because we do know that this is temporary. At least the October blues part is temporary. And so what can we do in the midst of this challenging time to help us be to help those those feelings um, or those stresses be managed a little bit more. Um, so acknowledging them, but also being solution focused. Those are two things that I think, you know, would be incredibly helpful in managing the waves of emotions that are going to come over this next month or maybe two months or maybe three months. We don't know. Um, so that, that's kind of one area. I think, you know, support in that for ourselves and for our kids is also really important. And acknowledging that you're gonna to have to be giving a lot to your kids, and so you're going to need to be filled up as well. Yeah. So asking yourself, who can I turn to for support? Where can I rest? Where can I get support for myself? And allowing maybe some of those high expectations that we had coming into the year to be reassessed. That's not failure, that's adaptability. One of the questions that we asked our faculty recently was, what do they need? Mm -hmm. And it's not just something of like, I need a stapler. Um, it, we, we really tried to hit the emotional um, side or things that are just kind of that one extra thing that, that feels uncomfortable. And it's been interesting getting some of the responses that we have because they're actually quite simple mm -hmm. to, for us to solve. And so I think asking within the family, what do you need? can be a very vulnerable answer or vulnerable response, but also it can be incredibly productive. Um, a small example would be, I need my class to cover, uh, to be covered by someone else for a few minutes so that I can take a minute to go warm my lunch up while I take my kids to lunch. 
that's a small one, yes. but that's a huge deal to this teacher and in the moment. And it's just one of those small little things that's nothing for somebody else to yeah. step in and do. And so one of the things that I would I would truly challenge parents is, number one, notify the teacher when, when things get hard. That's okay. Like, that's what we're there for. We're happy to work with you guys. The other thing is, within the family unit, mm-hmm. ask what you need. Mm-hmm. And it may be, I need 30 minutes all to myself. It may be that I just need to, to run to the store um, once a week to, to do X, Y, and Z or to, to finish the grocery list or whatever that may be. And I think, though, you have to be intentional in the questioning, but you also need to be intentional in the answer. Mm-hmm. And being able to say, I don't need anything, frankly, is unacceptable. We are always in need of something. So the question is, how do you respond well with that that moment of need without saying, being flippant and saying, well, I need an extra million dollars or, um, you know. I need the pandemic to be over. Yeah, like yeah. The, that's not, obviously we can't do it. But even to say something small of like, gosh, I just need, I need a new shirt or I need a new pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. Something small like that can, can be incredibly productive when it comes to um, the efficacy of this, of just hitting that need, hitting the emotional component um and so that would be something else that i would challenge parents with thinking and it's human to need something it's not failure it's human uh you know god created us as creatures uh, not as the creator with unlimited you know we have limited uh capacities and so asking for what you need is super important and with that i would say you know ask the question what's in your control one of the things that so often happens when we're experiencing a crisis or stress is everything feels out of our control. And we can very easily start to believe that as 100% true, that everything is out of our control and that there's nothing that we can control. And so I would, I would really wrestle with that question. What is it within my day, even for the kids, that is in my control? What, what areas are causing me stress? And is there anything that I can do to take a step towards gaining some control over that stress? That kind of empowerment not only teaches resilience and perseverance, but it can also help lessen our anxiety and, and help some of those, that wave of emotions be um, more manageable. Mm-hmm. Emotions are not bad, they indicate something to us. Right. So using them for our good, asking the question, okay, I'm, I'm feeling anxious about this. What's something within my control that would be helpful in that? Oh, that's great. That's where we'll stop today. Um, we're going to be coming back with, with more podcasts and more interviews, uh, really just to expose us more to the KDS community. And as we think about this, though, parents, one of the things that I would just continue to challenge is look for those identifiers. Be present uh, with yourself, with your family, as you really explore this this change of the year. Um, it, it gets to us uh, quicker mm-hmm. than we think, and, and it's this really interesting time. So um, we're grateful for you guys, grateful that you trust us with your children. It's, it's always an honor, especially now more than ever. And we will come back to you with more podcasts shortly. And we hope you guys have a wonderful day.